Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Love Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm John Hooper, my co-host Riley. I'm not exactly sure what you said, but uh, <laughs> I was speed running it. All I heard is right, really. I'm like, you know. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. You're all right. You're all Actually, right. Just watching that iCarly. Oh, of course. How was it? all right i i don't know i don't know how this happened though like i clicked on it and i don't know what happened but i watched the third episode first and i didn't realize till after i was like when i was watching it like when i started i was like this is a weird place to start the episode like what's going on but, uh, <laughs> like, of... I don't know. damn that's tough wait did they they release them yeah, all at yeah. once they they released three Oh, that's very odd to release three. I know, such an odd number. Like, I started on the third one, and then I went to the second one, and then I went back to the third one, and I was like, what the hell? Let's <laughs> watch the third episode first. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's actually, like, a lot to talk about. That's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast, like, because before there was, like, nothing to talk about, and then, like, just everything has happened at once, really. No, literally. Yeah, like, literally everything went yeah, coaches being fired, injuries, people wanting out, all NBA teams, like everything's just like happened at once. And it's like, whoa, slow your roll. Um, actually, let's talk about the rookie of the year first. So, just this is, I don't understand that. And the, but, but another thing is, they're like, Melo didn't play the full season. And like, sure, but like, Anthony Edwards didn't fucking start playing till the all after the All Star break. So like, did he really play a full season? Like, I don't know. No, exactly. That's the thing. It's just because he was towards the end, he was killing it more, and then people just like with the recency bias. But if you look at the impact that Anthony Edwards had, like, what did what did Edwards lead his team to? He was one of the most inefficient like shooters in the league, and he like just was a bucket because. He had to. Like, he wouldn't even be this high up and, like, there wouldn't be this discussion if Cat and D'Lo played, like, the whole season. No, exactly. And then like, it, then it'd be like, well, observe. And I'm not complaining. Like, I love watching Anthony Edwards. I love Edwards. But no, I do, too. Well, you didn't like, get robbed. I don't think, no, exactly. Like, I don't think he should be in consideration for the review of the year. My problem is with every with every award, every All NBA nomination, people just try and start conflict. I've never heard anyone say that someone deserved it. It's always that someone got snubbed, and there's always going to be that discussion. It's literally never like. It's never like that was well deserved. No, it's always like it's just been this guy. Good job, Melo. You played a good season. You almost brought the Hornets to the playoffs. No, the mellow ball barely played. Anthony Edwards got robbed. Nah. But if it was the other way around, if it was Edwards who won, that'd be the exact same shit. So you just can't win. <laughs> yeah, and be, like, you know, literally, like, oh, Anthony Edwards did was chuck up shots all game. No wonder he averaged 19. Yeah, it'd be the exact, oh, empty stats. His team didn't do anything. <laughs> it's going to be the Booker and uh, yeah. Trey convos all over again. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like it's rookie of the year as well. Rookie of the year doesn't no, exactly. matter. No one's gonna no one's gonna care in a couple of days. Exactly. In a couple of days, it's gonna brush over because when you look at players' careers, you never look at oh, they're a rookie of the year winner. That's what puts them over the top for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like no, especially especially right now. Like they're getting announced. During the playoffs, you're gonna be like, like during the day, you're gonna yeah, be like, none of yeah. them are during the playoffs. <laughs> so like... And then, and then during the evening, you're like, yeah, Kevin Durant just dropped a 49 point triple double to beat the Bucks by himself. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, and like, like it doesn't determine who's gonna have the better career. Like Edwards could still go on and have the better career. Just because someone wins Rookie of the Year doesn't mean that they are gonna have the best career. Sure. Or they could both have still just fucking have amazing careers. No, I think they're both going to have great careers, but it's just like rookie of the year doesn't matter in that context either. When you look at like determining a player's future, like it just doesn't matter. 
Lamelo no, easily should have won, and I don't think that there's any real debate. And like Kobe averaged nine in his rookie season, like exactly. So not, it's like, like he's yeah, who won rookie of the year that year? Probably some bum. So it's like yeah, I have So it's like some bum won rookie of the year. So it's just like that's not good. But yeah, like Lamelo deserves it. His impact was just way better than Edwards. Honestly, and that's what it like, down to. People, people look at the, the scoring and say like Edwards deserved it. Someone was yeah. I I was looking through Instagram comments and someone was like, "Look at the stats," and I was looking at it and I was like, "All I see is that Lamelo beat Anthony Edwards in literally everything except it was, for scoring. It was everything except for points per game and games played. Yeah." But and it's, it's like, like it, it's weird this year, and also people are like, "Oh, well, Zion and Embiid didn't win Rookie of the Year, so Lamelo shouldn't win it." The NBA isn't consistent. But like Lamelo played fifty games. Lamelo didn't like he didn't miss the whole season like Embiid and Zion. They played under thirty and a full eighty-two. Yeah, they played under thirty in a in a full eighty-two game schedule. Actually, no. I don't think Zion's was, but still, you get the point. But LaMelo yeah. played 51 games out of what? Like 74? Something like that? 72. Either way, that's not enough to... Like, he played enough games. Especially since, like, barely anyone played the whole season. Like, Edwards played the whole season, but, like, what LaMelo did in his games was more impactful than what Edwards did in his games. And, like, um, if you're if Embiid's gonna be in the conversation for MVP, why should Lamelo not be able to win the rookie of the year? It's the same shit. No, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's the same. Yeah, that's the same thing. Honestly, if M- if Embiid played the whole eighty-two game or seventy-two game schedule, I think he might have won MVP. I think he would have. I think I think he would have won MVP. And then Jokic just, like, took over, like, right at the right time. No, yeah, exactly. Embiid was just unlucky getting injured, and then Jokic was like, I, I'm going to run away th- with this award. He's like, fuck you, Embiid. I'm taking Embiid. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I don't know why Rookie of the Year was the last award to be named. I don't know why people care about really any of the awards, honestly. Like, oh, another thing. It's like we basically all of them. Yeah, here's another thing. I see, like, I've seen, like, so Jason Tatum, Booker, those guys didn't make, well, we'll just say Tatum. Tatum didn't make an all-NBA team, right? And then, so I've seen people being mad that he didn't make it. But, like, from a fan of the Boston Celtics, wouldn't you want him to miss it? Because then he gets less money on his contract, and that can allow you to get better players around him. Because he doesn't get the bonus. A lot of people, bro, people... Oh, I was getting, I was getting like so heated because I was like, these people are so dumb. They were like, it was, there were people that were mad that Westbrook didn't make it. Right? Oh my god! And, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, and they were like, I think they should replace Westbrook with uh, Julius Randle with Westbrook. Like, bro, that's <laughs> literally not possible. These people are dumb. I was Honestly, like, oh like- my- Honestly, like as good as the season that Randall had, he I don't think he deserved to make an all NBA team. I think it, he did, bro. It's Unless just he he, no. It's just because he played for New York. That's the only reason. If he, good. if he plays for any other if he plays in any other city, he doesn't take home this award. That's true. But he's playing in New York for the first time contributing to winning basketball for the first time in literally forever. So it's like <laughs> With that storyline, it was mixed in. Like, Tatum deserved to be there more, if I'm being real. I could. Is there anything? I feel like they made an obvious. It was um, games played. That's another thing that's like weird. Problem games, but like it's an NBA team. Like I feel like that's different than like like an MVP or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Durant and like how many games did Durant play? Like thirty. He played for a while, though. I know he that. Played, he played 35 games out of, yeah, like, 35. Like, if like, it was... Harden played 44. Honestly, like, Harden... Harden could have probably made it. 
Harden was really good for them. Harden played what is that half the season? That's oh, more right. than half. That's more than half the season, is it? Half yeah. Durant played half the season. Oh, uh, but some of that is with the Rockets, so I don't know if that carries. Hmm. I don't like know. Ten. LeBron? Yeah, but, I feel like that was wait, 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 wait. LeBron made an all NBA team, which I was very like I don't know. I know it's LeBron and like that carries a lot. But how many games did he play? He played he played one more game than Harden. I forgot LeBron was out for a while actually. He only played forty five games this season. He only played one more game than Harden, and Harden's not on all NBA team. That's just because LeBron's name holds especially to make the second team. Like Yeah, that's I mean, what I was thinking. I mean, how do you feel feel about LeBron? You go. Wait, what did you say? How do you feel about LeBron's comment? Um, I I don't I don't remember it. Oh, the thing about how I don't remember what the comment was. Uh, I think it was basically that he didn't get to rest long enough, and that he called all these shit would happen. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense from his perspective. I know why he thinks that, but also, like, they had to do it that early just to, like, get everything back on track for next yeah. year. Because well, it's, like, it's going to start the regular time um, for the next no, season. And the thing is, like, a lot of the teams, besides, like, the Heat and the Lakers, like, they did get a fair amount of, like, off-season rest. Obviously, it's still not as much as regular, but, like, they still got a couple months because they were out of the playoffs earlier. No, and then the teams that weren't even in the play-in last year, they got, like, almost a full year's yeah, like, rest. They didn't have, like, two years of rest. Like, goddamn. Yeah, and then LeBron got, like, what? The Lakers got, like, three months? And the Hawks, for example, got, like, eight months? Yeah, exactly. Literally. So, that does play into it. If you look at, like... If you look at the players that got injured, like I bet you there was way less injuries from the players that or from the teams that like weren't in the play in, like the teams like the Hawks. Like I don't think the Hawks really suffered any major injuries, except for DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, but yeah, that's about it. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, all NBA teams, LeBron's name holds a lot of weight. There's not really like a forward that you could really make a... Like, Jimmy Butler, you could maybe make an argument for an All-NBA second team, but, like, I I don't think that just because, like, uh, storyline and name-wise, I don't think that he would... Jimmy Butler's season went really under the radar just because of him missing some time and then also the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs really, yeah. Obviously, it shouldn't really affect it, but, like, it does leave a bitter taste in your mouth. You could argue he had the best regular season of his career. Yeah, like, yeah, he was he was very underrated. Impact wise, scoring wise, it was one of the best of his career as well. I mean, not from three, but just like, and then playmaking wise, he averaged seven assists. Defensively, he still has it at the age of like thirty two. Like, he had a great season. Yeah, honestly, I'm not I'm not mad about the All NBA team. It's just so stacked. Like, almost yeah the awards in general to be honest like i'm pretty happy with most of the things that the nba's done this year i'm fine with how it worked out yeah there's some things that like you can make arguments for but i don't know if i would completely disagree with anything just arguments no. but then people exactly. are just not... hurt, like booker no, should no, be no. on all nba first day <laughs> no, like no matter what like no one will be whatever happy. comes no one will be happy so then yeah exactly um all defensive teams, all defensive first team is exactly how it should be. No, yeah. Yeah. no, nothing there that really stands out at all. All defensive second team. I mean, you could. I don't know, man. You could make an argument for Marcus Smart over Thibel. Thibel did have a great defensive season. I don't think Embiid should be. I, I still I think Embiid. And beat was it beat that good defensively this season? I thought that like he's been regressing defensively. I could hey, be wrong. NBA, so. I could be wrong, hey, wait, but who Davis? Bam. Oh, Bam made um all defensive second team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the all defensive second team is Butler, Thibel, Bam, Kawhi, and Joel. For me personally, I think you could make an argument for Smart over Thibel, but I'm fine with Thibel being there. Um, and then like Embiid, it. I'd rather have 
Capella, to be honest. I just like what Capella did defensively this season. I think that he was more impactful on that side. Yeah. yeah, Like, Embiid obviously had the better overall season, but in terms of pure defensive impact, I think that Capella was more impactful. And then, um, honestly, like, I don't even know if Kawhi deserved to be on the defensive team. I don't even think he deserved to be all defensive this season. Kawhi's too busy backpacking on the offense. Exactly, that's the problem. His defense... And the injuries, too, that he's just been facing. Like, his defense has regressed. Like, you could argue that, like, I, like, you could argue that, um, Mikel Bridges should be on that all defensive second team just because of consistency. Like, obviously, in the clutch moments, I'd rather Kawhi, um, guarding the other team's best player in, like, the clutch just because that consistency, or not consistency, but because of his defensive ability in the clutch. But in terms of, like, for the whole, for the whole game, like, Bridges has just been consistent all season. Kawhi just goes through those little spurts. No, I, I, okay. I would have had Mikel there, but that's just me. It's not really, like, a big thing. No, but, exactly. Know, it's, it's another just, thing like, that's just, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, it's just all defense teams. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, like, I was going to check something. Do you, okay. I, yeah, exactly. All defense team, it's, like... But it does kind of matter because people are so fixated on awards because people don't no, look exactly. at the context of like all NBA teams and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like when we talk about Jason Tatum, he's gonna have one less, one less um, all NBA team selection, and then people are gonna be like, "Oh, he doesn't have enough all NBA selections." But then if you look at the context, like he probably should have made it this year, right? So then you like, can't that's really. The thing with Arguments for like every year, but like there's just only so many awards that they can fucking go around. Yeah, do you know what's crazy? Towns hasn't been an all NBA team in three years for the past three three seasons. So, but like, god damn, 2018 19, he was an all star, but he didn't make the team. That was the year Gobert got it over him. That was like the controversial. Year where they were both all NBA, or where Gobert made all NBA third team, and then Cat was an honorable mention. He probably should have made Cat probably should have made it that year. Hey, but, if Cat plays how he played this year, but like all season, or at least majority of the season, I could one hundred percent see him making an all NBA team. No, yeah, it's just that like last year he only played thirty five games. This year he only played fifty. So it's like. Wait, he played, wait, 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 yeah, hold up. I mean, he. I still don't think he makes it over Robert on the All-NBA team. But he's really underrated, though. Especially True. once they got their actual core back together. Like, they actually but, started playing, but, like, not half bad. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Every single player on the All-NBA team made the playoffs except for Curry, and that's just because it was fucking Curry, and he was just Curry. And he like, was an MVP. Because he was, yeah, like he, like, it comes to a point of team success when you just have to look at individual success. But like, cat over Gobert, Gobert just won more. No, exactly. And a lot of people, like a lot of people, really value Gobert's impact. Yeah, and lots of people also shit on Cat. So it's like it's not like Cat's loved (laughs) and Gobert's hated. It's like, no, exactly. Bro, I didn't know that Cat played. 50 games. I didn't know he played more games than LeBron. It didn't seem like 50. No. Well, that's just because no one could do it. It was literally for a while just Cat and Anthony Edwards putting up like 60 together while they're just continuously losing games. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's facts. But yeah, Cat actually this season was underrated for him. Um, What did he average? He averaged 25. 25, almost five assists. Um, shot 86% from the free throw line on six attempts per game. So he was getting to the line decently and, and hitting those free throws, obviously. His three point shooting was down from last year because last year, remember, he had like eight three point attempts per game, shot like almost 42% from three. This year, now it's 39% on six attempts per game, which is still like really good, but. But obviously, just the team success really held it back. Yeah, um, I could definitely see it next year, though. I can definitely see the Timberwolves having like a 
kind of a resurgence here. Like, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs necessarily, but I think they'll definitely be in, like, contention for something. Here's what people need to realize. People need to realize that teams are getting better way faster than we thought they would, and players are getting faster way like because yeah, look at the Hornets, play. like the Hornets were not good last. Well, they actually they weren't even bad last year. The Hornets, the th- Hornets have been half decent for the past two seasons. We'll say the Hawks. We'll say the Hawks. When they drafted Trey, they had nothing. Their team was awful. They literally had nothing going for them. And then two years yeah. later, now they're gonna be in the conference finals. They're one game away from the conference finals. Like it just changes so quickly. Their core did they, did they even have DeAndre Hunter when they drafted Trey? No. No, DeAndre Hunter was um twenty. He was the same draft as Zion, twenty nineteen. So it was the year after. So, and they drafted Collins the same year as well, right? Or was that no, Collins before? was twenty seventeen. He was like the twenty fourth pick in twenty seventeen. He was like a late round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That that's crazy. That's crazy. The hot, yeah. Yeah, the Hawks is like just in, like how they've come up in general is pretty crazy. I love the Hawks, though. I don't, yeah, exactly. see, I don't know. I don't know. See them in the conference finals, though. Yeah, it kind of. Uh, here's the thing with the young players being good so fast, is now players are progressing faster than their teams can handle. Like that's true. No, it, that's true. it did not big, used to be thing. like, yeah, because like Trey in his second season was like, I need some help. In his second season, and now Zion's <laughs> in his second season, and he's talking about leaving. Like, it's just it's very problematic for the league well, because if a player in like... his second season can force his way out in his second season on his rookie contract, if he can force his way out of a small market in your second year, then that's just going to ruin small market teams. No, exactly, and like it's not. I think it's easy to build around someone like Zion. Like you need to get perimeter shooting, as well as people that can play defense. None of literally can't play defense. <laughs> people like to think that he's a good defender, though. I've seen lots of people say, he's a great defender, and I'm like, huh? It's just because they think of, like, those highlights where he gets those crazy yeah. blocks. Like, there was no, the exactly. one... It's... Yeah. It's crazy to me that the people, that people think or that the Pelicans were as bad defensively as they were. Like, they literally had fucking Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, and Steven Adams. And they were literally the worst defense. Bro, imagine if the Pelicans never got rid of Christian Wood and he turned into the player he is today. Like, that's literally the perfect player next to Zion. (laughs) Wood has been so many places where he could be good right now. Yeah, true. Here's the thing. So, Zion, here's what... The bus left... Wasn't he? What? Christian Wood was with the Bucks in Philly in the past, wasn't he? He was with Philly Bucks. the The Pelicans is when he first started to break out. It was in the season yeah. when Anthony Davis was like having that weird like where he would sit out a lot. He played like eight games that season, and he averaged like twenty in those eight games. <laughs> and then that's oh, also man. when Okafor had some really good stretches that season. And the Pistons had them both. And then, and then everyone was, and then everyone was like, maybe Davis is a system player, because then whenever he left and a center came in, do you remember that? No, I do. I remember Julio was playing good too, and I was like, this man, like, he just like puts up stats. I swear. Where is he? Is he still on the Pelicans? No, he's on the Pistons. he's He's on the Pistons. He's on the Pistons. And I thought that was, yeah, he signed like a two year deal with them in the offseason. I thought that was going to be a good yeah. spot, but I don't think he plays for them. Like, they, they played for Plumley. They got Plumley, Isaiah Stewart. Um, like, they just don't have fucking rotation. Why did they do that to Plumley, though? Why? I don't know. Like, why did they. Was it like because Plumley wasn't going to sign if they. Or Jeremy Grant wasn't going to sign if they didn't have Plumley? Like, I don't get it. That's a very weird friendship. Plumley and Jeremy Grant. I don't know. My hey, Fuck, if, if, have, if you want me to come here, if you want me to come here, then my buddy, my buddy, gonna come too. They're like, who's your buddy? You better, you better Seven put, foot white guy pulls up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know, bro. I'd yeah, rather... Oak, Oak for barely played. Is this his one, two, three, four, 
Okay, this is fourth team. So yeah, I mean, I used to have faith in Okafor, but yeah, there's there's no there's no chance now. How old is he? Twenty five. His yeah. game is his game is just a lost art. No, yeah, he's basically just like he's just Ennis Cantor, but like worse. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just not as good as a scorer as Ennis Cantor. He's not as good of a rebounder as Ennis Cantor, and that's not a good thing because those are the only two things he's good at. <laughs> So, here's the thing I don't get about the whole Zion situation. So, his family is unhappy with the Pelicans. But, like, what are the Pelicans supposed to do to keep him, his family happy? Like, what do they want? New Orleans food isn't treating them well enough. No, exactly. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, what do y'all want? Like, I don't care what y'all want. I just want to hear from from fucking Zion. Like, I don't care if you guys are unhappy. Like, I just want to hear what Zion's thinking. But literally, what would they want? Because, like, do they care that Zion missed the playoffs? Like, is that what... I don't think they care about that. Are are the Pelicans just, like, a hotel? And then they're like, we don't like staying at this hotel. Like, (laughs) I'm sure that they're not unhappy with the Pelicans. I'm sure that they're unhappy in New Orleans. Like, the whole city in general. And the market. No. Exactly. I yeah, exactly. Zion on that gumbo. But no, like, huh. it says that his family is unhappy with the Pelicans. That's not true. They're not unhappy with the Pelicans. They're unhappy that they're in New Orleans and not New York. They're in the wrong new. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you replace, if you replace, like, if the New Orleans Pelicans were the exact same team, the exact same office, the exact same everything, except they were they played in New York instead of New Orleans, then this situation wouldn't be happening. Like, obviously, there would be some tension because they've built poorly around Zion and that they're not in the playoffs, but it still wouldn't be to this point where there's rumors of him wanting out. No, exactly. And I think, like, do we really expect to... I guess they did try to push to make the playoffs. Not in a very good way, but, like... Did they do anything at the deadline? I know they traded away no, Reddick and Melly. That's it. Thank God. Okay. Did they get it's into that? It's ironic that the people that sit around Zion were the people that we had to trade. <laughs> That's facts. But, like, what did... Yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> Like, it's no secret that Zion wants to play in New York. He has said many times that he loves New York and that he wants to play in New York. And with the way that the Knicks are building their culture, it just makes this way more scary. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that... I don't think the Pelicans are trading him. It's not happening. Pelicans aren't trading him anytime soon. I think that this is a rumor that's being blown out of proportion. No, it is. Like, there's going to be... There's going to be a whole bunch of trade rumors and mock trades and just, like, articles and YouTube videos coming out about this, but I don't think that it's, like, that deep, you know? No, exactly. Like, like it's been two years, man. I was going to say, they haven't given... He hasn't given them any time. But then, like, there needs to be a point where there's, like, a cutoff because you don't want to spend, like, six to eight years and, like, the furthest you've been is the first round. You don't want to have a situation where you're, like, Anthony Davis or Chris Paul. But, like, it's been two years. Like, wait, like, until the end of... At least wait till the end of your rookie contract. No, exactly. Like, you have time. And all you need to do is fucking get shooters and a couple people that can play defense. I mean, you also need... Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I was going to say you need a perimeter gonna... creator, but you already have Ingram, so he's your perimeter creator, so... And Lonzo know. likes to thank you for creator. Yeah, like, honestly, like, the trio of Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion could work very nicely together if they were just, like, better coached and they knew how to play together better. Yeah, like, the one, yeah, literally, like, the only good co- thing coaching-wise with them and Wendy did is I feel like he did help them, Zion and Ingram, specifically with their leadership roles. Other than that, I'm glad he's gone. I I think they should go after, I don't even know who they should go after. It was just an awkward fit with all those guys on the court together sometimes. Like, they fit really well, but they just, like, didn't know how to play with each other at times. And they have no shooters. It's like... Zion well, that's also why. Because it's like, yeah. Zion, Bledsoe. Bledsoe hits backboard. Like, what do you... What's, like, what's gonna happen? 
No, yeah, exactly. I'm who are even the coaching? So there's Chauncey Billups. Isn't I think Chauncey wouldn't be a bad idea. Chauncey wouldn't be bad. I think Chauncey's his name is literally Mr. Big Shot. That's his nickname. And he's he's known for being good in the clutch as a player, so maybe as a coach. Because the Pelicans really just need like I think they just really need to improve their work in the clutch and just like utilization of the pieces they have. Yeah, like there are a lot of games where they just And defense, which I think Chauncey could help with. No, exactly. I also wouldn't mind Kim, Jason Kidd would be cool, but like I don't know, because I feel like when he left the bus it wasn't the best ending. Yeah, I'm not sure how Jason um, Kidd is as a coach to be honest. Becky Hammonds wouldn't be bad either. Like I feel like anything like the main top guys all seem like they'd be better fits than um they seem like they all be better fits than Stan, honestly. You'll just get the other Van Gundy brother. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. I don't like Who I don't like him as a coach. Who was I like it. I no, I just love him on commentary, bro. Who was I do too, but like as a coach it just feels weird. Who was it that you you sent me a report that someone was uh that Van Gundy was in the runnings for a coach for one of the teams and I was like, This man's literally commenting commentating a game right now. Like how? Oh yeah, yeah, that did happen. I was like, Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Did he he comment on it? Was he like I'd be like, I didn't know about this. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about it, though. I was like, yeah, I was funny. like, how the fuck are you doing this? Yeah, that's funny. And it's also just like, um, yeah, I don't know. That's funny, though. It's also just like, <laughs> he just goes on, he's like, BRB, you guys, gotta, gotta have a phone call. I have just been announced as the new head coach of the Pelicans. See ya. And he just walks out mid mid broadcast. Could you imagine though? Like that'd be like the cousins thing all over again when he was like in New Orleans for the All Star game, and then during an interview, he was asked about New Orleans, and then the guy was like, "You've been traded to New Orleans," and then he was like, "Oh well, I guess I'm gonna like it here." (laughs) Or he said something. Could you imagine though? It's like Dan Van Gundy, you're out of here. We're bringing in a new face. Yes, Van Gundy. This looks like a very familiar face. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. I feel like that'd be like very awkward in the. I think that'd be a weird dynamic. I wouldn't like that. Like to coach a team that you're, yeah, because then for the players it'd be like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be if just a weird dynamic. Yeah, exactly. It'd just be weird. I don't know. And then also, um, Scott Brooks got fired, so round of applause there. I really dislike Scott Brooks. Okay. Honestly, I, I didn't like Scott Brooks. I think I've said that before. But I don't think anybody did. He just wasn't a good coach. I'm sorry, Scott. I mean, he was he was the coach of the Thunder for a long time, like when they were um I think he was the head coach when they made that finals run. Like when they were at yeah, he was there for a long time. Yeah. For the Thunder. Yes. And then he did some all right things there, but they never really went over the edge. And I think that that has to do with A, lack of shooting, and B, just Scott Brooks. And then <laughs> then went to the Wizards. Hasn't really, like, done too much on the well, Wizards. Like Pardon? It feels like he was there a lot longer than he should have been. For Washington? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Bro, Scott Brooks was a player? This man do not look like a player. <laughs> man played one season. He won a ring. Well, why don't you bring that ring Rex. mentality to... Oh, wait, no, he didn't. That's just a stain on my computer. Never mind. I thought that that was a ring. <laughs> on basketball reference, whenever a player won a ring, there's like a little ring icon, and I thought he did, but it was just a, it was just a stain. That's tough. But yeah, I don't know. He's he's out. Thank goodness. But uh, I don't really know. I don't know who they're... He just can't really help with like the other guys. Like obviously Beal and Westbrook, they don't need good coaching because they're who they are. Like, and they're just gonna yeah. do whatever they want. But I feel like the rest of the team just wasn't really utilized that well. I feel like they could target some sort of like young coach. Yeah, like 
I also feel like that they just need to build a better supporting cast better because, like, Scott Brooks didn't have that much to work with. I'd rather see them, like, go into a rebuild. Not rebuild, but, like, I guess, like, a retool. Like, I'd rather... Not not with Beal or Westbrook, but, like, you have Hachimura, you have Daniel Gaffer. Like, I think you just need a couple more pieces and then maybe one guy that can actually, like, be your guy. Daniel as well. I think that just the way that he... Yeah. Like, the way Rui was handled at the beginning of the season was awful. Denny, the way he's been handled in his rookie season has been awful. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Daniel Gafford's really good. Rui has great potential. It just needs to be unlocked, which I think that that should be a main thing for, like, the next coach to really be focused on is just the development of Rui. Because, like, he has that potential. And then also, Denny has good potential, too. But... And then Daniel Gafford was really good this season and has great defensive potential. So they have, they have the potential. They just need like more better depth. I feel like they don't really like have a bench or like because they had like Ish Smith, Roll Nato playing big minutes. Like their depth was not really good. Robin Lopez, um, Troy Brown Jr., who's just not very good at anymore. So yeah. Is he with the What? Is he with the What team? He's with the... Oh, wait, no. He's with the Bulls right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Who did they get? I'm trying to think of who's on this Wizards team. Hold up. Who's on this Wizards team? Um. So there's Lopez. I'm trying to think of their bench. Uh, oh, Bertans. Bertans is, is one. Bertans was not very good this season. He was bad this season. Definitely, he cut his bag and was like, I'm chilling. No, yeah, definitely. He was awful. (laughs) What did he (laughs) have? Oh, my gosh. I mean, he just just shot threes, but, like, not as good as he did last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about the injuries now. Because there has been some injury announcements, and it does affect the rest of the playoffs. So uh, the Bucks need to take that game five, bro. What? The Bucks could have really used that game five. That was a historical joke. I know. I was no. I was literally like, I was playing basketball, and I checked it at halftime, and I was like, "Oh, the Bucks are up by a fair amount. Like, let's go." <laughs> I, and then when I got home, I was like, "I'm gonna check the scores, rub it in my friend's face that he's down three two, and then I was like. What the fuck? And then I checked the box score and I saw Kevin Durant had a 49 triple double and I was like, what the fuck? But it's just awful, if we're being honest. Like. Was Giannis uh, guarding him? Or is he no, Giannis is going to be guarding him this game, he said. Well, if Bud lets him. Like, in between, I think it was today that Giannis was like, I want to challenge myself by guarding Kevin Durant. So, like, if I'm Bud, obviously I would want him to guard him. Like. I don't know if you would have wanted him guarding him in general. Like, it's, I, it's not exactly. that difficult. That's, that's the problem. Like, I don't understand. Who has been guarding him? Guard <laughs> no, literally, PJ Tucker. Like, PJ Tucker. As much as he's going to get in Kevin Durant's head as he can. He's fucking six foot, like, five. <laughs> Kevin Durant's a seven-footer with a handle. And you need to... Yeah, I don't know, bro. It's just dumb. Like, when I was looking up at these matchups, like in the series, like we were like, "Oh, the Bucks match up really well," but they're not utilizing those matchups well, and that's coaching, pure coaching. If they and don't like, win, it's pure coaching. No, exactly. And like the thing is, I'm most of, like Kyrie's been out and Harden have been in and out. So like, yeah, so if they don't win, <laughs> if they don't win this series with Kyrie and Harden out, that was like the thing that was like stopping you in this series. Was that, oh, we're going to have to face KD, Kyrie, and Harden at the same time? And then before the series, I was like, yeah, before the series, I was like, if they even miss one of those guys for a large portion of the series, then the Bucks are going to take it. But now they're missing both, and the Bucks still might lose? I think that's, that's messed. Yeah. Like, they won and Harden dropped five. Five points. <laughs> and they Harden. still lost. For a Harden, I thought that very... was <laughs> looking at it. Remember when the I, I still remember when the 
Nets Harden trade first went down, and they're like, there's only one basketball. Harden's just going to ISO. And I was like, no, Harden's going to take the role as a playmaker. We know him as a great playmaker, and he can play off the ball. And everyone was like, nope, they're just going to ISO one possession, ISO the next with Kyrie, ISO with Harden, ISO with Durant. And I knew that those people were dumb and didn't know anything. People like, so inconsistent. Like, when they want to be like, they're even, like, one day they're going to be like, this team is so unfair. Like, this is not fair for just to beat LeBron in the Lakers. Like, come on. But then, then they're also like, this team, eh. Don't do what <laughs> yeah, that's. exactly. It's dumb. But, yeah, the, this is a must-win for the Bucks. This is a huge legacy game for Giannis, just like how last game was a huge legacy game, I'd say, for Durant. Like, that might be Durant's... Like, if they go on to win the championship, that's probably his biggest game of his career. That, oh, 100%. I'm trying to think of other, but no, that, that would be the biggest game of his career. Because everyone, the also, whole narrative has been he can't win without superstars. So with both his superstars out, series tied, he just goes on a run in the second half and drops 49 on this amazing defensive team or should be amazing defensive team and like the thing is bro pj tucker is getting like 40 minutes and putting up zero points like it's just there for defense offensively he's not been then you don't have to run pj tucker for his defense just fucking put Giannis on him and then get someone who's gonna fucking contribute no, in yeah, the game exactly. like why wouldn't Giannis like, start missing, exactly? Missing shooting, obviously, but like I don't give a fuck. Like substitute Bryn Forbes in at some point, get some shooting. Like PJ Tucker is zero points per game as good as he is defensively. He's not fucking helping you. I mean PJ Tucker's still that corner specialist. Like he's one of the best corner shooters in the. Oh, I forget what corner it is. Is it the left or the right? I think it's the right corner. I don't know. I'm trying to picture it. He's really I good in one is, corner but... and really bad in one corner. But, like, from the right yeah. corner, he's one of the best corner shooters of all time. And then the other corner, he's just, like, mediocre, which I find funny. I can't shoot from the corner, bro. Yeah. Can't shoot anywhere, you bum ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. Yeah, this the Bucks. this is a must win. I'm wearing – I'm repping my Bucks gear right now. I, I, I want them to win. I, I just cheer for, like, the closest series, you know? I just want no, exactly. the closest series as I can. If the also, Suns make it to the – and, like, I'm going to be so sad because they're probably not going to win whoever they play. Like, as much as I love the Suns, like, I don't see them beating the Bucks. Then. I mean, no, the way yeah. the Sixers are against the Hawks may be silly, but I don't think Philly's going to sit over the Bucks or in this anyway. No, yeah, I think the winner of – I think it's going to be the Suns versus the winner of the Bucks and um, Nets series. No, exactly. Especially with Ka- if Kawhi is out for the season. Yeah, let's talk. Fucking... Let's talk about that. That's very. That's a very huge loss. Like obviously, he's their Literally. best player, both ends of the court. <laughs> but are they up three two now, or are they down? They're up three two. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the Jazz are going to take the next game, and then Clippers are going to take Game Seven. My prediction. They're in LA though, for next game. I don't care. And they just have the momentum of taking three straight. Like, that's hard to come back, to come back from. That's true. I don't know. Anything could happen. But... Is Mike Conley supposed to come? Like, I swear he was, like, rumored to be... I have no idea. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Like, not... Not one clue. Um, I could check. But, yeah... Like, everyone's disrespecting. This is just a really big legacy, like, part for, like, the Clippers. Because if Paul George just, like, balls out, and then he, if they get past the Jazz, and if they put up a fight, or even win against the Suns without Kawhi, that's just huge. Oh, okay. Uh, Conley is listed out. Oh, wait. That was yesterday. Well, there's no update. He was out yesterday, so there's no report on if he'll be back for the next game. Man, he's to hurry up. Facts. The thing that pisses me off is that if the Jazz lose, they, everyone's just going to be like, well, we're in a real one, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually, as much as I've, like, shit on the Clippers, I actually, the one difference, that the one major difference I could see from this team compared to last year is just, like, the whole mentality of the team, I guess. 
Like, this team has been facing adversity, and the, uh, last year's team did not at all. Not one inch of it. Yes. They were the favorites from start to finish, and they were just like, they knew that they were considered the favorites, so they were cocky as hell. But this year, they've been down in places. They've battled with injuries in the regular season. They were down against the Mavs. They were down against the Jazz. And then just that ability to face adversity has really come through, which I think makes them a dangerous team. Yeah. Also, shout out to fucking Ty Lue. As much as I hate him, he's been uh he hasn't been doing he's been doing his thing with uh, the coaching decisions in the playoffs. No, yeah, that's true. Um, what do you think about with without Paul George? Do you think that or without Paul George without Kawhi? How far do you think that uh the Clippers can go? Because he's out for the rest of the season. That's been confirmed. I, think. I don't know. I don't know if they beat the. The Suns. But the Suns aren't going to have... How long is Chris Paul... Is he, like, out-out? Like, what does it mean for, like... If he actually has COVID, does he not have to sit up for 14 days? Does he? Yeah. Um... That would make... I don't know. Status for the Western Conference Finals unclear. There's optimism. I don't know, man. This man is just so unlucky. I feel so bad for him. I just want him to make the Finals. But yeah, um, Booker will just do some crazy and make it himself. I mean, but I'm taking a Chris Paul list Suns over a, um, over a Kawhi list Clippers, because he's been playing that team on track. Like it's been Kawhi all the way up here, and then Paul George has been like kind of close behind, and then it's just a drop off. I was I was gonna say Reggie Jackson. He's been like balling out, so good on him. But like yeah, I don't even Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> I don't even know how long yeah, I don't even know how long he would be out for. Chris Paul. Like like I don't I think... know his life on indefinitely. Like if he has COVID, should you not just know how long he's supposed to be out for? Yeah, when did he enter it? Was it yesterday, right? Yeah, it was yesterday. So fourteen yeah. days. That's also why I kind of want the. That's also why I kind of want the Jazz to win, uh, Game Six a- and then have Game Seven, so that um, Chris Paul can have some more time to heal. <laughs> Just so he can come back the Clippers. No, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I the Suns are just like. Even if Chris Paul doesn't come back, the team still has like the Chris Paul energy with them. Like he's like Yoda. No, exactly. He's like Yoda. Yoda, or he's like ah. Oh. Yeah, but he can't. No, yeah, exactly. You just be on the phone. You're like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Facetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can't be like. He can't even be like on the side where it's like an injury where you're still like with the team. He's in COVID, so like you can't do that, fam. But yeah, I hope that he can. I hope that he can come through. Honestly, I hope that he can heal. Why am I getting ads for NBA young boy phone cases? Who would want this? Why yeah, would I ads. want this? <laughs> what is this? Why am I getting these ads? <laughs> NBA <laughs> young boys trash. Who would ever buy this? <laughs> trash ass. Stupid cat, bro. NBA mid boy. <laughs> he's the goat. Blue baby's the goat. They're all goats. Like no, but yeah, I don't know, man. I hope that Chris Paul can come back, and I think that uh, it, it's going to be tough. I think that between the Suns, Clippers, and Jazz, I think it's open. Like, like I, I have my preferences. Like, I think that the order goes. Um, well, it obviously goes Suns, Clippers, then Jazz. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz come back and win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers make it to the finals. I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns make it. That's it's honestly like, crazy. That, like, they're legit. Like, yeah. And it was also crazy that there are, like, legit, like, five teams in the West that I could have seen, like, coming out of the West. Whereas in the East, it was like, most likely you're thinking it's either 
uh, the Bucks or the Nets. Yeah, like there was no buzz for the Sixers. Like no one thinks that the Sixers, like no one really, as as good as they were in the regular season, as good as they are as a team, I never had them as a serious contender coming out of the East just because of how well the Nets and Bucks are and how just like how the 76ers don't compare to those teams. No, exactly. But like if the Sixers were in the West, that's a different story, but. No, exactly. Like fucking dominant SMD. Like I guess they could just run out of the West, but like it's just crazy that the West is like the closer concept. But like, I don't know. But the but the East is now more top heavy now. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah. But it's also just like, yeah, like on paper, the Bucks and Nets have the best rosters out of everyone in this playoffs. Like I would like, say that honestly. I would say that they're the two best teams, but that's just because I would say that, but I only don't say that just because of how bad Bud is. Like this could be, <laughs> like this Bucks team could be the best team in the playoffs, and they could be favorites. But the only thing that holds me back is a the Nets just like having more names, and then just Bud in general. No, exactly. Bud's got some crazy uh, ratings in two K though. And well, that's two K. 2K probably has given Luke Walton a bunch of A pluses. I would not be surprised. Uh, the last thing that we will talk about before we end off is just um the Hawks, uh, just how they've been doing, and then the 76ers just absolutely choking. And I want to talk about Ben Simmons because once the 76ers do bad, once he has bad moments, then there's buzz about him. But has your opinion on him changed at all? I guess. I think Simmons' main problem is his mentality and, like, his work ethic. Honestly, I, t- I take it. Here's the thing. I am always going to take the, the player with the better work ethic over the player with just, like, the more skill. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, as a 6'11 guy that can handle the ball and, gu- and guard every position, like, that's cool. But, like, I'd rather take the work ethic guy who may not be able to do that, but he can add to his game and just be and just like work on his game and become that all around great player. Because it's just all mentality. No, exactly. Ben Simmons has been given everything since day one in basketball, and he hasn't really had to face any adversity. But like, if you look at a guy like Giannis, for example, like if Ben Simmons and them swap places, like it might be different because Giannis has the mentality of just like working hard. He's the hardest working player in the NBA, I'd say, and. You know, if you look at where he came from, he was broke in poverty in Greece. And then he went over to America as an 18-year-old, really skinny, lanky guy. And then now he's like this jacked NBA MVP, making millions. Exactly. And the thing with Simmons is it just seems like he's content with where he is. He doesn't want it bad enough. Exactly. And like, he's like, with what he is, he's a good player, but like, can you have can he be one of your guys on a championship team? Like I don't know. Honestly, I think to... that I think that this what this like I used to think that he could in the right situation, but I think that, that what this whole playoffs has showed me is that he can't be like I don't think he can. Like he's too big of a I guess personality, too big of a contract, too big of a um I guess focal point on a team that you can't really have him on a championship team really he's too much of a liability on offense to really contribute to a championship team the thing that this this, this is the thing that hurts me is that like he can work on that bro and like yeah he can work on it but also like it's not completely a bad thing you know like, it's not an awful thing because that's just, like, some players, that's just not who they are. Like, Russell Westbrook, for example. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be the guy to be a number one or a number two on a team that can win a championship just because of his flaws. But, like, oh, he can goodness. be that guy that can elevate a bad team and then bring them to a place where they haven't been before and just establish that culture. So I kind of feel like Ben Simmons could kind of be in that role. I think he just needs to find his place as a player. I don't. I think that what we see now is just who he is. I don't think he's gonna make any improvements because he doesn't want to make any improvements. Exactly, and like he doesn't feel like a point guard to me. Like even just like watching them. Like obviously, there's times where he's bringing the ball up the court, 
But like, there's other times where he doesn't even feel like a point guard. Like, he just feels like a, like a, just like they're power forward. Like, he's just sitting in a dunker spot while I'm going to work, and he can try to get a putback or he can try to do something off of that. And yeah, it's he's like, way too limited, and like, he's too. He has the, like, here's the thing that we talk about. I always talk about, and I always value Curry's gravity as a playmaker. And the reason why Curry is an all-time great playmaker is because of his gravity. It's not because he's some amazing, like, obviously he has great vision. Obviously he's a great passer, great ball handler. But the thing is the gravity. He's an amazing ball handler who could create his own shot from anywhere. And he can make it from literally anywhere on the court. Whereas Ben Simmons yeah. doesn't have, he doesn't have any gravity. There are no, there's no gravity. So the offense is just stagnant. And it just like, when you have no gravity and you're the primary ball handler on the team, then it just creates problems. It creates a team where you can't really make it anywhere. Like, honestly, I would rather, like, honestly, like, if the Sixers lose, I think it just proves that you need to split them up. Like, I was a big guy that, like, you just need the supporting pieces. Now they have the perfect supporting pieces, and if they still don't do well, if they lose to the Hawks, then you need to trade Simmons. Like, if they lose, especially if they lose this series, you 100% need to split them No, up. like, if they lost to the Bucks or the Nets in the conference finals, then I would be like, okay, you run it back. But if they lose in the yeah, second round to the Hawks... I mean, people were underrating the Hawks. I said I had the Sixers winning like like ninety five percent of people, but I said that the Hawks were going to be more competitive than they were, and they weren't going down without a fight, and they could possibly steal this series. And I was right about that. Yeah, because people are like, "Oh, Sixers in five, Sixers in six. but it's like, no, like not today. Here's what I kind of want. I kind of want the 76ers to kind of do what the 94 Rockets did with Hakeem, where it was literally just like every single possession is just a post touch for Hakeem, and they just do that where it's yeah. like every possession is just a post touch for Embiid. Like, because Hakeem got the ball every possession when he was on that championship team, and he was just like, he was the main guy. Like, literally, you go up the court, you do a post-injury pass to Hakeem, and then he scores. Like, that was their offense. <laughs> And then they had a bunch of shooters. It was literally just Hakeem and shooting. It's all you need for Embiid. You don't need an amazing playmaker. Like, obviously, you'd like a playmaker who can make those reads, who can control the pace, who can control the game, and who can make smart decisions. But you don't need an elite-level playmaker. You just need a guy that can get Embiid the ball and shoot in the catch-and-shoot. Ben Ben Simmons for Kemba Walker. (laughs) Kemba Walker? (laughs) Nah, Kemba's Kemba's not even a good playmaker like that. And Kemba just like Kemba would have too much isolation. You need a guy with like a low ego. You need a guy that's just gonna accept their role. Kemba's gonna be like, time to go back to Charlotte, Kemba, and he's just gonna be chucking half courts. Kyle Lowry, half courts. <laughs> Kyle Lowry would actually be a really, really good fit. Kyle Lowry would work. Kyle Lowry with Embiid would really work just because Kyle Lowry's really good in the catch and shoot. He brings that leadership and he brings that defensive intensity and also playmaking. He just like makes great reads and great passes. No, exactly. But, like, I seen one that was, like, D'Lo for Ben Simmons. But, like, <laughs> and why would they trade D'Lo away from Cat, you know? Like, because I'm all for Simmons being on that team. I'm all for Simmons being on that team, but I don't think for D'Lo it makes a lot of sense because that's the same problems, you know? What? I don't know what else they'd trade, though. So I'm not trying to give up any, any of my core if I'm in Timber World, but, like, what else do you have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would literally just be, like, pit? Do they even have picks? I don't know. I don't even know what. I'd have to see. But do you think that – do you think that – okay, let's do some hypotheticals. If the Sixers lose this series, do you think that the 76ers should trade Simmons in the offseason? Or do you think that they should run it back another year? Well, that's when you would trade him. Uh, if, if they, they lose, lose the series, this, do you, yeah, do they trade him? Do you, I, should they trade him? I think, I think they should. I don't know if they would, but I think they should. No, I'm not saying if they would. I'm just saying, yeah, I think that they. I mean, Daryl Morey is also a guy that like he mixes it up a lot, which is why I wouldn't be surprised. Which is also why I like him. Like lots of GMs are too, I guess, timid. Yeah. So they wait until. 
they just like wait too long and then opportunities are wasted. But like if you see an opportunity, I mean Simmons was Simmons would still have value. Like it's not like he's a bum. Like his <laughs> value probably isn't as high as it was a couple months ago. Know, like he's still not a bum. He's no, still exactly. second in depoy voting. Exactly. Like people are like people are underrating the fact that this man is literally basically a defensive player of the year. But like, also I'm, I'm, like yeah. like obviously he has his liabilities on offense, but you're not just gonna act like defense isn't half of the game. He has no offense, let's be real. Literally none. He's and the no. first <laughs> ever player in NBA history to be a zero and D player. Usually there's three and D. He's a zero and D player. He's not even one and D. He's not even a no. He's zero and D. He's literally just a defensive. <laughs> he's just a taller Andre Rover. <laughs> not that far, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a taller Andre Rover. So. Andre Rover really. It didn't look good. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely think that they should move on from the Simmons. Just because like this was the year, this is the perfect this was the perfect opportunity. And obviously this playoffs has shown that it's just not gonna work. work. What the hell? Are there Roberson's on the Nets? I feel like I knew that. I knew that, but I forgot about it. I didn't know he he was playing in the playoffs. Actually, no. He doesn't play in the playoffs. But I didn't know that. I just, it's just I haven't seen him for a long time. I know. I do remember him getting him. Because they were like, this is that defender that you need. He's not going to get minutes. No, yeah. Because his offense, he literally shoots, like, what, 10% from three? How are you, like, if you're that small and you're trying to make the NBA, wouldn't you prioritize shooting? Like, that's why I don't get Literally. Like, if, you, if you're like, a smaller guy and your parents are small, then you wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm gonna work on being a point guard if I want to make the NBA, or well, if you're like, like gonna... yeah, or you would work on being a shooter, and you're like, okay, I can shoot the basketball. I'm just gonna be a three and D guy, like, and then the scary part is when a player accepts themselves as being a point guard, and then they develop those skills, and then they have those growth spurts, and then they become like a big man, and that's scary. That's just, that's with like Zion. Zion was this really skinny, like this really skinny short kid, and he developed all those playmaking and ball handling skills and those guard skills, and then he grew to be like a six eight, five hundred pound guy. <laughs> Anthony Davis used to play point guard. Anthony Davis as well, and then he developed those those skills as well. Exactly, like that's why he's not like a complete. That's why he's not, like, one of those big men that don't shoot, and that's why he's not one of those big men that, like, can't pass the ball and make reads like that. Exactly. But, yeah, I think that's, I think that's time. Shout-out to the Hawks, though. To have no all-NBA players, no all-defensive players, no all-stars, and to be all one game away from the conference finals, and to be at a point where they were in the offseason where it wasn't looking too great, and then... To be in a point, oh, I guess it was. It didn't look too great. It just looked like confusing, and also that point yeah. in the season when they were like on a losing streak, they fired their coach. To go from that to where they are now is just wonderful. And Trey Young and just the whole team in general deserves a lot more credit. Yeah, yeah. So shout, shout out to Trey Young. Too. Shout out to the Clips. Yeah. So said? Oh yeah. Shout out to Paul George. We gotta appreciate Paul George because everyone just shits on when he's down. No one talks about him when he actually has a good game. Literally. Like, shout out Paul George. Bro, I miss Indiana Paul George, honestly. People forget about him. Indiana Paul George was that guy that went toe-to-toe with LeBron in the heat. Exactly. That's why, bro, that's why when he went to the Clippers, I was fucking scared because he was coming off his, like, MVPG13 shit. I was fucking oh, like that, holy that shit. season. He was amazing. He was awesome that season. Literally, he was coming off that shit. Obviously, I don't think he did the best in the playoffs that season. No, the playoffs is. I think that's when the is that when the playoff P that's when the playoff P slander kind of started. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was that last year in OKC that was against the Blazers. And he's like, that's a bad shot, and then he clowned himself, and then he's like, yeah. I'm playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> 
on playoff P. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why it was scary because like he was coming off 28 points per game. I think he was top three in deep way as well. I think it was all defensive first team that year as well. Yeah, he was good that year. He led the league he in steals. Like he was, he was that guy. And then when it's like, yeah, bro, from the time that duo looked so much scarier than they are now, because Kawhi was Literally, coming off that championship, most people were saying he's the best in the league. And then Paul George is coming off the best season of his career, where he's third in MVP, third in Depoy, and then they team up together in LA. Like that's exactly. dangerous. It was scary. Like, I remember when they, I was like, oh, the Clippers signed Kawhi. That's sad. Lakers didn't get him. And then I saw Paul George has been traded to the Clippers. And I was like, what the fuck? To be fair, the Thunder did get an amazing, amazing return. Like, they probably won the trade. But honestly, we need to look more into this. But, like, every single trade in NBA history, well, not NBA history, but, like, in the past couple of years, every trade involving a big-name player, it's always been the team that doesn't trade the big player. That gets the best return. The Lakers won. An example of, ooh, I mean, I. That's true. I didn't think about that one, but like the Paul George trade. No, exactly. I mean, the Pelicans didn't lose it though, yet. No, no. (laughs) They lose Lonzo for nothing, and Ingram requests a trade, and they lose Zion. Then sure, but. I, I don't I feel like people are still Lonzo Weird. Pardon? I feel like people are saying I love Lonzo Walk though, and I'm like, I like Lonzo there. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, this is all for our episode of the Hoopers Lab podcast. Once these series are over, I'm gonna I'm pretty sure that that's when we're gonna have our next podcast that we can talk about um the games that ended off the series and storylines that arise as well as predictions for the um conference final series so thank you for listening yeah that sounds like a plan so thank (laughs) you for listening to an episode this episode of the hoopers live podcast we hope you enjoy we hope you tune in for the next one and we'll see you all later take care and goodbye adios